Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Today, friends, we're going to begin the third book of Moses, known as Leviticus. The name Leviticus comes from for the Levites. It's mostly concerning the role of the priests, the priestly offerings, the priestly sacrifices, the priestly duties, everything concerning the Levites, the Levitical priesthood that you ever wanted to know is contained in this book. And so there'd be a lot of um, uh, things that are very specific concerning the sacrificial system of Israel. Now, I must tell you that since the temple was destroyed in Israel in 70 A.D., the Levitical priesthood as such has ceased to function as it's biblically prescribed in the book of Leviticus. And so the rabbis have various uh, substitutionary practices for much of what you're about to hear from the book of Leviticus. So to say it a different way, the rules and regulations and procedures outlined in the book of Leviticus are dependent on a temple system being uh, functioning in Israel and on a Levitical priesthood being able to function in Israel, neither of which have happened since 70 A.D. And so um, a lot of the things are antiquated, but for us as Christians, there's a tremendous amount of symbology contained in the book of Leviticus. Now, let me just set the timeline for this. We're coming out of the book of Exodus, and in Exodus, we read that the children of Israel arrived at Mount Sinai in the third month uh, when they'd come out of Egypt. And so at the end of Exodus, in chapter 40, which is the last chapter, it reads this way in verse 17. And it came to pass in the first month in the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So they'd been at Mount Sinai for 10 months, roughly, and the tabernacle had been raised up. And then we're going to move into the book of Leviticus, which covers roughly about a month of time. How do we know that? Because the next book is Numbers. And Numbers chapter 1, verse 1 says this, The Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, in the tabernacle of the congregation, on the first day of the second month in the second year. So we finished Exodus, first day of the first month in the second year. Now we're the first day of the second month in Numbers. I know this is a little confusing on the book that follows the book of Leviticus. And so Leviticus takes somewhere between 20 and 30 days of time from the calendar as far as it's being written. When was it actually written? We don't know. Moses may have written this late in his life um, and then inserted it where it is now, or it might have been written in real time as the Lord was explaining these things while they were still at Mount Sinai, before they had moved out into the wilderness. So we don't know when it was actually penned. It has always been attributed to Moses as the author, and uh, we certainly hold to that, that it is one of the, uh, the books of the Torah, the five books of Moses, authored by him. So it's a very old book, written approximately 1500 B.C., and as I said, it deals with the rules for the Levites and the sacrificial system. There are a great many short chapters in the book of Leviticus, and there's a lot of repetition in the book of Leviticus. So I won't be making as many comments as I typically do on this book. I don't want to belabor it just to be talking and fill up airspace. If I don't have anything intelligent to say, I just won't stretch it. Now for today, 
Leviticus chapter 1. The Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting. He said, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When anyone among you brings an offering to the Lord, bring as your offering an animal from either the herd or the flock. If the offering is a bird offering from the herd, you are to offer a male without defect. You must present it at the entrance to the tent of meeting so that it will be acceptable to the Lord. You are to lay your hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on your behalf to make atonement for you. You are to slaughter the young bull before the Lord, and then Aaron's sons, the priests, shall bring the blood and splash it against the sides of the altar at the entrance of the tent of meeting. You are to skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, are to put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Then Aaron's sons, the priest, shall arrange the pieces, including the head and the fat, on the wood that is burning on the altar. You are to wash the internal organs and the legs with water, and the priest is to burn all of it on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. If the offering is a burnt offering from the flock, from either the sheep or the goats, you are to offer a male without defect. You are to slaughter it at the north side of the altar before the Lord, and Aaron's sons, the priests, shall splash its blood against the sides of the altar. You are to cut it into pieces, and the priests shall arrange them, including the head and the fat, on the wood that is burning on the altar. You are to wash the internal organs and the legs with water, and the priest is to bring all of them and burn them on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. If the offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, you are to offer a dove or a young pigeon. The priest shall bring it to the altar, wring off the head and burn it on the altar, and its blood shall be drained out on the side of the altar. He is to remove the crop and the feathers and to throw them down east of the altar where the ashes are. He shall tear it open by the wings, not dividing it completely, and then the priest shall burn it on the wood that is burning on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a food offering, an aroma pleasing to the Lord. Now this chapter begins with the words, The Lord Called. The Jewish people refer to the book of Leviticus by a different name. The words the Lord called or he called is actually one word in Hebrew, and they call it, they call the book by that uh, one word Hebrew name, meaning he called. This expression, he called, is used over 50 times in Leviticus. One scholar that I, I read occasionally has stipulated he believes there are more words directly from the mouth of God quoted in the book of Leviticus than in any other book of the Bible. In other words, he called is the predecessor to long statements directly from the mouth of God that are recorded in the book of Leviticus for our our education and our instruction and our spiritual well-being. But the Lord called to Moses, and it says he spoke to him from the tent of meeting. The tent of meeting, of course, now is the tabernacle of Moses that was specified and built in the book of Exodus and was erected in the last chapter of Exodus. Now the Lord is using that as the tent of meeting, whereas previously Moses had pitched a different tent. And he said this, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When anyone among you brings an offering to the Lord, 
Bring as your offering an animal from either the herd or the flock. And so this first provision is for an animal to be brought for a burnt offering. And it could be a a sheep or a goat or a bull. There are various ones listed here. But whatever was brought, in verse 3 it says, you are to offer a male without defect. Now, friends, this is important. Now, from an economic standpoint, people would be prone to give something to the Lord that was, shall we say, less useful to them. But the Lord wanted the best. He wanted the best animal they had. Uh, He wanted an animal that was perfect. But the without defect is symbolic of being without sin. Ultimately, Jesus would be examined by both Herod and Pilate and found to be innocent, without sin. He was the Lamb of God without spot or blemish, without defect. So all of this typology, the the sacrifices had to be without defect or without blemish, was symbolic of Jesus, the perfect sinless man who died as the perfect sacrifice. Now, each of the offerings had to have the person who was submitting the offering lay their hands on the head of the burnt offering. And the Bible says in verse 4 that this would make atonement for the person. So there was some symbolism in the person laying uh, their hand on the head of the burnt offering, or if you will, their, uh, their sins or their shortcomings on the animal. And this animal would take it into the place of sacrifice. This was a voluntary act of worship. The burnt offerings were not mandatory. They were done as, as something in thanks for daily provision and various reasons. But it was open to everyone. So you could bring a bull if you were a wealthy person. You could bring a ram or a goat. You could bring a sheep. You could even bring a bird. There were provisions for the burnt offering of birds for uh, the poor people. You could offer a dove or a young pigeon. So everyone was included. And um, uh, this is the first chapter dealing with burnt offerings. Now, there are a number of different types of offerings. We'll address one in each of the following chapters. But let me just sum this up with this. All of the sacrificial system of Israel was intended by God to point to the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus. And so in this sacrifice of burnt offerings, there was the offering of blood was involved, symbolic of the blood of Jesus. The animals had to be without defect, symbolic of the sinless life of Jesus. Hands were laid on the head of the burnt offering, symbolic of him carrying our sins. And atonement was made for the person that was offering the animal, symbolic of the atonement that would be made for us at the cross. And so, Lord, we thank you for the typology contained in this first chapter of Leviticus. We thank you for this book that has been uh, written down for our instruction. We ask you, Lord, that we might be able to see Jesus in every page. And in his precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.